0: Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello, and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Leno, and I'm here with a guest today. Miss Hope Pedraza is with us. She's a certified holistic nutritionist, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and host of Hopeful and Wholesome Podcast. Um... You Hope helps career-driven women to heal their gut, balance their minds, and feel good in their bodies again. Hope is also a mom, a serial entrepreneur, and the founder of a Pilates-based franchise in Balance Studio.
1: Hi, how are you, Hope? Hi, Welcome I'm to the show. Good. Thanks for having me, Nicole.
0: What did I? I always say, like the, I was saying before we started. You know, two sentences hardly sums up a person. So, what did I miss in that bio? Please introduce yourself yeah. to the audience.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much hit all the main topics. But yeah, yeah, I, I am an MFDNP. I'm a holistic nutritionist, and I just help women heal their bodies. I I started out. So you mentioned my Pilates studio. That's kind of I started out. My background was in dance, and I was dancer for. 20 some odd years of my life got into Pilates and then from Pilates kind of just expanded into just kind of wellness in general. And so now I you know have I have to kind of have the best of both worlds. I have my brick and mortar and then I get my online business where I get to help people from all over the world. So it's pretty cool. Beautiful. Are you a two-four? Three, five.
0: Three, five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um so you we're gonna talk today about human design, about health. And really, how it—you it, know—we were talking earlier about like eating habits and how human design can actually inform us about our health. And I would love to. That's that's totally out of. I love this because it's I'm immersed completely in human design. But this is a, a step to the side of, of an area that I haven't, even I haven't delved into, other than understanding. Some of the digestion and right. things in our chart, mm-hmm. but putting it into specific practice, I'm excited to have this little convo today. Yeah, me too. So, how do you approach? Well, first of all, what is your design? So, everybody knows, I think that it yes. helps sometimes to understand when you're hearing somebody, um, how are they, how are they, appro- like, oh, that, that's like me. You yeah,
1: know, yeah, that- yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I am a manifesting generator and I'm a three five with a sacral authority. Okay.
0: So, so you're, and, and tell us how you use human design. How did you come up across human design and decide to like, I'm going to use this in my practice?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I found it um, a few years ago, I was doing some work with um, a spiritual business coach and it was kind of like this little bitty piece. She wasn't like a human design expert per se, but it was like this little piece of her course that just kind of helped me dip my toe in the water and you know, I did my chart or whatever, and I just basically just learned, you know, what I was a type and all that. And she didn't go into detail, but I'm like, this is completely fascinating. Like, I just immediately just started going down the rabbit holes, and so I just kept reading about it and learning more about it. And I, I found another um, girl online who I feel like we're like kindred spirits on because I've done all these programs with her. But she did a couple readings for me and helped me learn more about it and more about me. And it was when I did those readings with her that I was like, holy cow, like this is, this is nuts. And it's like, we were talking before we hit record. It's like, like, how do you know everything about me? Like you're reading my human design. And, and I know it sounds so cheesy and I've said this so many times before, but I felt like I was a meeting myself for the first time, but then B I was meeting an old friend. Like I knew that person because it's me, but then, you know, there's so much of this shadow stuff that we try to hide. And we feel like, you know, we need to change or whatever, or feel bad about like how we are. And it's like, no, like this is me, like, this is how it was designed. And I just found it totally validating and liberating and just mind blowing, like all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to, I mean, it, it literally transformed how uh, like my relationship with myself, my relationship with my business, and my relationship with like other people, how I how I looked at other people. I mean, it just changed everything. And so as I started implementing it into my own life and like diving deeper, and I decided to like, you know, take a course on it, that kind of thing, I felt like this was a perfect thing to add to what I was doing with my clients and my functional nutrition practice. You know, when we talk about functional nutrition, we're talking about dealing with the body from like a holistic perspective, right? And it's the mind, it's the body, it's the soul. Like you can't treat one without the other. Like you cannot separate them. And I felt like this human design piece was like this soul piece that's missing from the function and nutrition piece. And you know why not help people understand themselves better? Why not help people maybe learn about themselves for the first time? And why not help? It's just, it's an awareness tool, right? It's like just building more awareness. And I'm huge on like, self-awareness and body awareness, all that, because you obviously can't change what you're not aware of. Right. And it it goes with, you know, nutrition and wellness, but it it goes with that part too, with like this soul spirit piece. It's like, you don't understand how things work until you understand how you were designed, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I I wanted to be able to integrate all of that with, you know, obviously the nutrition piece and helping women. I, I work with women who have chronic issues, whether it's gut hormone, thyroid, autoimmune, but having this piece where they can also understand themselves better and understand how they work, why they work the way they do, and help them implement that into like their wellness practices.
0: Yeah and as you were as you were explaining that and kind of and kind of running through it I kept coming back to when you talked about like when you mentioned autoimmune at the end you know stress is such a contributing factor mm. to to conditions like that and one of the stresses that we have is trying to figure ourselves out why do I do this why is this like this why is that like that so there is something just to getting your chart read and and understanding you on a deeper level that calms you down. Totally. And it gives you permission to kind of look at it and be like, oh, that's just the way I am. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that's just the way they are. Yep. Exactly. My husband told me the other day we were talking about, cause he's oddly interested in this. He's never been <laughs> interested in anything I've done before, but he's like, this one makes sense. And I was like, it's <laughs> shocking to me that you think that <laughs> cause you're so not the person I felt like I'm like, cause it's pretty out there for yeah, sure. Time. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, and, and he said, he was like, "It softened you. Like understanding human design has softened you with other people, meaning it's made me more accepting of others because I've been more accepting of myself and Absolutely. recognizing that like, oh, that's just the way I'm built. That's just the way you're built. And it's it's freaky when you read someone's chart and you some, a trait that you always knew was there. And then you look at it and you're like, Oh no, it's actually there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, and it's conscious and unconscious. And yeah. that's why it's so strong. And the the it, there's crazy stuff in there. So I I I understand that that was just one of the things that that jumped out at me, that just the stress level of like yeah. the comfort level that you have with yourself yeah. and with the world is deepened with oh, yeah. human design. For sure.
1: Well, and that's really the lens that I see. Like when we're looking. At wellness through the lens of human design. I think that that's exactly what it is. It's like, you know, we, we spend many of us spend the majority of our lives, you know, living at, with the shoulds, right? How we should do this, how I should do that, how I should do this. And, you know, whether it's conditioning or societal pressures or, you know, our family or whatever it is, that's made us think that we need to live by these shoulds. That's what creates resistance because we're living against our design. Like we're living, the opposite of how we were designed and that literally causes stress in the body. Like you're talking about, I mean, you're living with this resistance and you're expending this excessive amount of energy being something that you were not designed to be doing things that you are not designed to do. So of course it's going to, you know, it's going to lead to burnout and exhaustion and immune issues and all these other things in the body, because you're literally living going the opposite direction of what your design is. You know? So I, I feel like that's exactly what it is. It's being able to let go of that stress of living with the shoulds and just living as, you know, in alignment with how we were truly designed to be and, and living with like ease and flow. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. So, so talk to me a little bit about how
0: you work with it when someone's coming to you for a health issue, what are you taking into account? And, and I, I, I get the sense that you do work with some entrepreneurs, people who are, who are more business focused, so how are you taking these two things of, cause entrepreneurs generally are pretty interested in like, you know, how do, how do I do more? How do mm-hmm. I perform better? Mm-hmm. We're performance focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you, what, what's the approach that you take um, to viewing performance through the lens of health and then layering human design onto that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the biggest thing for me, and, and I, I keep it pretty, you know, depending on, the person because some people want to go deep, but I keep it pretty like bird's eye view for them. And, and the, for me, the most important thing is that for them is understanding their type, you know, their authority, um, a couple of the centers defined versus undefined and just kind of the main parts there because understanding their type is really first and foremost, because that's going to help me explain to them like what their best, you know, sleep habits patterns should be and how they best eat and how they best, you know, work out and how to choose the best, like, and that also helps me to, to kind of figure out their protocol too. Like, for example, I'm using me as an example, because I'm a manifesting generator. We don't exactly like being put in a box. We don't exactly like being restricted by things. And so giving a manifesting generator, like a really structured, eat this, eat this, eat this, like it's, it's not going to work. So being able to, you know, have some creativity with that and some fluidity with people like that, like manifesting generators and generators. That there's some more um, like freedom built in, building in some more freedom there. And then things like sleep, like, like taking reflector as an example, knowing that they're so, so, so sensitive to the energy around them that they're taking in all day, you know, being, you know, having them build time at the end of the day to kind of decompress and and separate themselves from the energy of the day before they go to sleep Otherwise, you know, we're going to, to talk about sleep issues a lot. Like our conversations mm-hmm. are going to be talking a lot about sleep because they haven't given, given themselves that time and that space to kind of like discharge from the day. So using just examples like that of, of understanding what your type is, how it works, how it interacts with other people in kind of planning our, you know, nutrition, the movement exercise piece, the sleep piece, the stress management piece, like all those pieces together. And you mentioned
0: centers. Are there particular centers that you focus on, whether they are defined or undefined? Are there, are there things within the chart that you're looking at for people? So we've got type and, Mm -hmm. and I understand like maybe, maybe let's back up a little bit. If you went through each of the types, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you highlight? You mentioned manifesting generators. Mm -hmm. We're not going to stress them out by telling them that Mm -hmm. they have to do something one way Mm -hmm. because that might work for like a couple of days. They're really Mm -hmm. excited about it and they're like, and then they're not, you know. <laughs> Screw this mess. I'm yeah. not you, you can't hold me down. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then they're like I'm such a failure because I can't <laughs> yeah. can't stick to totally. anything. I, everyone tells me what a flake I am. Yes. (laughs) Um, But so we mentioned manifesting generators, you mentioned reflectors with the sleep schedule Mm -hmm. and making sure that they are giving themselves some time to, and what what we're talking about there is giving them time with all of their openness. Mm -hmm. You're taking in all that information from other people, all of that energy from other people all day, every day that you're giving yourself time by yourself to shed that. Yep, and clean that out. Yep, exactly. And you'll do that mostly when you sleep. Yep. But if you leave it all to sleep, you'll have crummy sleep. Totally,
1: hundred like, percent.
0: That just to to give anybody, we haven't talked a ton about reflectors on this show, mm-hmm. and I found out my best friend from high school is a reflector. Oh, nice! And. It so much makes me explain so much when yes. I when, when she said that she just called me and she was like, I found out I'm a reflector. That's what you do, right? Human design. I was like, Oh, That's we need to so talk, awesome, girl. Right. Um, so, so manifesting generators, yeah. reflectors. Now, let's yeah. go through the other three types okay. and just see what else jumps out. Yeah. That, that yeah. someone can take away.
1: So let's see, let's say generators. So generators, you know, they're here to do what lights them up, what brings them pleasure enjoy in the moment. And I find that's really helpful when talking about food and exercise too. Again, going back to that, like living by the shoulds, right? And you think, well, I should be running because that's going to make me lose weight, but they hate running. Well, then don't run like find something mm-hmm. else. That's fun to do like doing and same with food. I don't really want to eat keto, but I should eat keto because it's going to make me lose weight. Then don't eat keto. Right. Like, so should is kind of, the
0: operative word here.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. Should's it. a
0: kryptonite to the generator family. <laughs> <Yep>. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's exactly it. Yes. So, you know, eating, what excites you doing the, you know, the exercise, the movement that excites you, just keeping that like fun and pleasure, like in everything that you do is really important for generators. And then With generators and manifesting generators, you know, we've got a lot of energy and I always like compare it to like a puppy. Like you have to let the puppy run out in the yard for a while, let it get all its energy out. Like we have to do the same thing. And I find that can also affect their sleep. Both generators and manifesting generators, not getting out all the energy. Like, did you move enough today? Did you get everything out of your head that needed to get out of your head? That kind of thing. Because then you're not
0: exhausted at the end of the day, mm-hmm. which is how generators are supposed to be. Yep. We're supposed to run the battery out exactly, run it out, and then and then collapse. Yep, <laughs> and then wake up the next day and you feel like a million start, bucks. Yeah, that's
1: it. That's it. You start <laughs> over. That's exactly it. And then and then the opposite is true with manifestors, right? And I find there's some conditioning a lot of times or deconditioning that that takes place with manifestors, especially if they're you know they're working around generators, manifesting generators, or they're in a relationship with a generator a manifesting generator is they feel that pressure to like keep going to exhaustion. Manifestors are not meant to do that. Like manifestors are meant before, like to stop before they get to that exhaustion piece. And I find a lot of times that burnout is, it's just that pressure to, you know, I, I need to keep going, but no, like you're not meant to do that. Like you're, you don't have the energy that an ng has. So understanding like where, like setting boundaries, understanding like where their limits are for manifestors and kind of, bringing in that intuitive piece to it and understanding that, you know, their their energy type is going to be completely different than other energy types. Um, and, and really, I think when they do feel that exhaustion, that's a good, that's a good sign to like, kind of, let's figure out where things are out of alignment here. Like let's figure out where I'm wasting my energy, where I'm spending, you know, energy in places maybe I shouldn't. And then, and then kind of moving with their like the energetic waves that they have too, and kind of bringing an intuitive piece into it that way, where, you know, manifestors, they have these like action phases where they're doing things, right? Then they have these rest phases and bringing in that intuitive piece to those phases where their energy kind of fluctuates and knowing that, you know, when they're in these action phases, maybe they do eat more, you know, calorie dense foods. Maybe they're doing more high intensity exercise, but when there's this resting phase, we need to shift that and really like honor the energy where they are in those resting phases. Um, and then we have projectors. I projectors, think we have- yes, projectors. So for projectors, this one I think is interesting because it's like kind of the opposite of what I was saying about manifesting generators. I find that that projectors can do really well with like a structured way of eating, and I don't want to say restrictive because I'm not a fan of restrictive anything, but they they do well with structured ways of eating because it's less it's less thought and energy they have to mm-hmm. put into it, right? And so you know, eating. The Mediterranean diet or eating paleo, like things like that, like they do well eating in kind of more structured ways. And I find they can really thrive doing it that way. Um, and then again, talking about honoring your like energetic waves, right? Same projectors aren't they're not meant to work all day long. Like my me and my husband were talking about this the other day because my son is a projector, and so where I was talking about his energy and stuff, and he was like, Well, what about projectors that have a nine to five job? I'm like, that's like a nightmare for a projector, like a lot of projectors burn out because it's just not how they were designed to work, you know, unless they're able to take breaks and stuff throughout the day. But, um, but, but, but bringing that into, you know, your everyday life too, where it's like, okay, let's like turn the battery off, take a break. And then, and then you can recharge and then keep going rather than just trying to push through the day and get through the eight, nine hour workday or whatever. So honoring those again, like knowing that. And, and even at night too, I find projectors just require more sleep. Like they just need more rest yeah. and just being able to honor that.
0: And now we'll get to where I backed up from where I was like, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me mm-hmm. pull back. Um, you mentioned centers. Mm-hmm. Are there specific things in your in the chart beyond type that you're looking for or that you've noticed after working for somebody that you've kind of backed into it that like, oh, I see this correlation between mm-hmm. like... like You know, immediately my mind goes to the spleen. Mm -hmm. Is there something with the spleen where people who have an undefined spleen, like, you know, Mm -hmm. tell me what what have you discovered Mm -hmm. through your work?
1: Yeah. So I find the ego center I find is important. That center of like mm-hmm. willpower. I find that that one comes up a lot and being able to Stress. totally, totally. <laughs> and being able to explain that to people like, why am I way, why do I not have any willpower? Well, like, it's literally not there for you. Like so, You do, it's just not going to be there when all the time when you Exactly, need it, exactly. <laughs> the
0: opposite of what we're taught.
1: Exactly, exactly. So helping people understand themselves in that sense, I find that that center, pops up a lot. The spleen for sure. I find this, the spleen, you know, it's that center for intuition, which is a big piece of all of this. And and that's one thing that I always, I'm always, um, encouraging my clients is really like being able to tune into that intuitive just, just in general, but especially when it comes to their wellness and being able to tune into that intuitive piece. But the, you know, the splenic center also deals with your immune system and health and intuition, all those things. So it, it is important in helping under, uh, people understand, um, you know, looking at the I don't talk, talk a lot about gates, and I'm not an expert mm-hmm. on all of the gates, but I, I do like to look at the splint gates and look kind of at those fears yeah. that come up, you know, a like consistent basis and helping people kind of work through those and understand where those are coming from and how to kind of, you know, shift those. Um, and then I, I do like the emotional center. I find there's there's a correlation there to our, our detox organs. And I, I find that there's no coincidence there. I find that, as you know, there's a lot that goes on in this center, a lot that doesn't get processed in this center. And that leads to a lot of things. I mean, emotions are literally chemicals in the body. They're literally chemicals stored in the body. And when we they don't get managed and dealt with, and they're just stuck, it's just stuck. And then that's what turns, you know, it turns just toxicity in the body And so I find that there's no coincidence that 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 particular center is associated with those detox organs, like your kidneys and your bladder, your pancreas, and those things that it really does. I find that it, it, there's a lot that, that needs to be dealt with, which is why, you know, part of my program, I have a a friend of mine, and she does, you know, NLP and she does EFT and she does. So I bring in a lot of that too, for them to be able to help like work through that emotional piece too. Cause that's a huge, it's a huge thing. And, and I find too, you know, when I, when I first meet with clients and I have a lot of questions about, have you had, you know, trauma in your life, you know, have you had traumatic events, emotional, you know, all this stuff. And a lot of times they kind of like brush, brush over it or graze over it. And then the more we work together, I end up finding out like, Oh, I had this like, crazy, terrible eating disorder for 10 years of my life. And I'm like, you know, like, no wonder your body is a hot mess. Like we've never <laughs> dealt with this. We're not even talking about it, but you know, that center, I feel like is such an important center, just working through so many things there from that center that that's an important one to hone in on.
0: No, I love that. And I love yeah, And that's the thing about like human design. People say like, what's the most important thing? It depends on the chart, depends mm-hmm. on the person, depends on their history. Totally. Um, but but what's so beautiful about it is you do have a map. There is something that you can work with. There is something where you could say like, oh, well, you feel paralyzed by fear. Let's take a look at the ways that fear might be showing up for you. Mm-hmm. And there's something that's automatically relaxing that when you go through the fear gates, which I have Tons of them active, like my me whole screen almost is, is lit up, and I'm just like, no wonder I deal <laughs> with this all the time. But but you can go through those fear gates, and you can say like, oh, it's like I have the fear of the future and the fear of the past repeating itself. Those two things, and you combine that with some of the other energies in my chart, and I'm like, oh, I could see why these are things that lock me up. But immediately though, in knowing that, it changes my relationship to that fear, where it's like. This is just a firing of an energy within me. It's not actually based on anything. It's yep. just happening. Yep. Just like if you're emotionally defined, emotions are just happening. There doesn't have to be something external that causes you to be emotional. You're just, I was emotional yesterday. I have no reason why. Everything was fine. It was a great day. But I was just like, I don't know, I'm a little funky. hmm Luckily my funks don't go down very far anymore because I've raised that baseline, right. but, but I still notice it. I still yeah. like, I can tell there's a difference between that and when I'm like riding high, mm-hmm. but that's like you said, it's a chemical process. Yeah. It's just something that's happening. And that changes your whole relationship to it where you're not trying to make sense of it. Yeah, You're not trying to get rid of it. Cause you yeah. won't, Right, it's going to be there. Yep. You're stuck so with just, it. Yep. You so get cozy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and start to start to build a friendship with it to yeah. some degree.
1: Yeah. When well, I love what you said about like that baseline, because I think that's the other important thing is, you know, under using this as a, as an awareness tool and understanding yourself. And then I kind of use that. We, we I do a lot with like stress management and nervous system regulation and all of that. And I think the human design is such a huge piece of that again, because you're understanding yourself. So you're able to like, you're saying kind of manage things a little differently, but but it, that's what it's all about. It's just building that. Let's like raising that baseline. It's, it's just building resiliency in the body so that you're raising that baseline. So you don't, you don't have to, you know, hit rock bottom and then work your way back up anymore. Like, yeah, your, your emotions are going to fluctuate. Your stress is going to fluctuate, but it's just building that higher baseline so that you're able to keep yourself in a more regulated state to keep you out of that exhaustion state, that, that stress state exactly like you know
0: the your emotional wave like that's going to happen and it's going to have this kind of predetermined path that it's going to take you on the roller coaster ride isn't going to change yep. but what will change is is the roller coaster ride on solid ground where you're just experiencing different levels of air and height above the ground or is it underwater where you are when you go through the lows, you're suddenly drowning. Yeah, yep. <laughs> And then there's only moments where you come above that, and you r- lower the water level as you empty the emotional cup.
1: Totally. And
0: you go through like I use EFT for that with with my work. It's it's about let's clear the slate, let's mm-hmm. empty the cup mm-hmm. to give you greater capacity. Yep. Then if something hits you, you know you you suddenly go into an emotional state for no reason. It might only fill the cup, like a tiny little bit, where you almost don't even notice it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You just know you're walking around with a little extra weight. Yeah, that day. right. That's a little it. A little off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And and so, how does this relate to people's businesses? So just just wanting to tie that in a little bit here of, um, particularly, not just human design, but overall health, your health. Why? Because I, I I do think that entrepreneurs are we're so driven sometimes, whether we should be or not, but we're so ambitious and looking at the goal that we forget to look and say, am I taking care of me? Yep. And I've noticed that the more I take care of me and, and really make me a priority, my health and my, my body, um, just the more vibrant I am, the more able I am to, to perform at a high level. Mm-hmm but what do you see with people and what is your most, I know you work a lot with gut health and how do you see, how do you see body consciousness and, and, and health awareness playing out for entrepreneurs?
1: Well, it's like you said, I mean, when, when you, when you take care of you, you have more of you to give, right? You have more of you to perform. You have more of you to give to your, your team or your family or, or whoever. And that, that's really what it is. I mean, it's, I work with a lot of I work with some entrepreneurs and then a lot of just professionals. Like I, I work with women, so they're the professionals, they're entrepreneurs, and they're all very driven and they're all, you know, have goals and they they also have, you know, families and they, you know, they have a bunch, they have a bunch of stuff going on. And for most of them, they're talking about living by the shoulds. They've always put themselves, you know, at the bottom of the totem pole in terms of taking care. And then they, then they get to the bottom, the point where they've reached the rock bottom. And then they're like, well, now, now I have no choice but to take care of myself. And so I think that it's the perspective shift is putting yourself first, which, which I know for women is hard to put yourself first, but that really is the perspective shift. It's understanding that the reason you're putting yourself first is because, and I hate that whole cliche thing about the oxygen mask and the airplane thing, but it really, it really <laughs> is true. Like it really is true. Like you really can't take of anybody else, take care of anybody else. You can't give any more of yourself when when you're not taking care of yourself. So I think it's understanding the. Like the long-term implications of not taking care of yourself, the long-term implications of just putting your health on the back burner. And at some point, you're gonna to have to deal with it, whether it's now or later. Like at some point you're gonna to have to deal with it. And I think that, you know, with entrepreneurs, we're so focused on, like you're saying, performance, right? And the goal of our business, where it's the monetary goal or it's the, the growth goal or whatever. But there's literally no way you're going to hit any of your goals if your health goes down the pooper. Like there's no way for you to do that when when your adrenals are shot, when your immune you're getting sick all the time because your immune system is shot, when your guts out of whack. It's you don't have enough energy to give of yourself. You don't have any more of yourself to give. And it goes back to what I was saying before about kind of looking at at wellness through the lens of human design. Like you're spending all this excessive amount of energy forcing and pushing when if you were just to kind of set back and and build like this vessel up and, you know, and to like a more vibrant building, more vitality, then that's how you get to point B. That's how you get to, you know, accomplish those performance goals. It's taking care of the the vessel that's getting you there.
0: And and do you find that human design, even just because I I find this, but um, I'm curious if in your work with people coming to you specifically for health, help, Mm -hmm. um, assistance and support in that realm, Um, Do you find that even just following strategy and authority, that focusing on the soul, focusing on the energetic side sort of slows them down naturally enough to pay attention to like, it's a grounding sort of practice and expanding as well. Do you find that with, with people that it kind of, it's by giving them this strategy to follow that it it causes them to not just move in perpetual motion.
1: Totally. Absolutely. I mean, and really, and that's what I was saying at the beginning, like I really take a pretty like basic look at it when I'm using using it with my clients, because I really think the strategy, the authority, and your type like this, almost all you need, like to get yourself going with this. And I did an interview um, a a few weeks ago and she asked me like, what do you think the most important piece of the chart is? Which is a really hard question to answer, but I left that question because it it does, it (laughs) totally does. And I said, if I had to pick one, I'm going to say your strategy or your not self-themed because that's Mm -hmm. really like you're saying, I think that's what keeps you in check. Like for me, do I feel frustration? Okay, something's off. Like, let me figure out what's out of alignment here. Like, that's that's the only thing I need to know. If I'm frustrated, okay, let me take a step back. And and I that's one of the pieces I hone in know with my clients is that not self blame in the strategy, understanding that that's the only sign you need to know that you're out of alignment. Like, because they're like, well, how do I know if this side if this sinners out of alignment? This sinners out of alignment. That's the only thing you need to know. Are you angry? Are you bitter? Are you are you frustrated? Like, that's all you need to know. And that's the only, and like you're saying, it does make you kind of step back and slow down and figure out, okay, let's reassess the situation and see how I can shift that and get out of that, you know, that not self name of pressure or what, you know, frustration, whatever it is, but it really is. And and I had my client the other day, she sent me a message and she told me that, that she's like, I am finally understanding how to implement my human design that you've talked about. She was, she was like, I realized she's a, a manifesting generator as well. I was frustrated the other day and and she told me this whole long story, but it's like, she, it, it, it it clicked. And she's like, I was able to recognize what the trigger was and be able to like, you know, reconfigure the situation Mm. kind of thing. But it, but it really does. It makes you kind of stop and stand back and, and look at things a little different.
0: Yeah. And that, that frustration, the, the not self theme is such a, it's such an incredible tool because it's so simple and it people is. can discount these things because mm-hmm. they're simple and it's like, it should yep. be bigger. It should be exactly. more complicated. It Trust is. me, the chart's plenty complicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, So, so to take the fact that, that the, at least the strategy and authority thing is pretty straightforward that, that knowing your not self theme, the frustration piece that, or, you know, the anger piece or, or, you know, depending on your type, you have a different not self theme, but it is the flag. There's something about like, I could tell you that you're meant to be happy. We're all meant to be happy. That if something is wrong, that if you're not happy in your life, then something is wrong. And we could throw away that piece of advice um, because it sounds so simplistic and kumbaya Mm -hmm. that we're just like, "Eh, yeah, whatever hippie get yep. out of here. But then when we when we get specific about it and show you that well frustration is the is the stop sign. That's the that is the signal to you to say your specific one of how misalignment shows up for you. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is pause. Yep. All you got to do is pause and inquire. Pause and take a look, observe. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? What feels wrong to me that i'm doing that i i ultimately know i i shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good to me mm-hmm. what a gift you give to yourself by even asking that question rather than just continually moving in that direction yeah. and this is how the work if you just start there it can have these profound uh, th- these profound effects on your life just by making these tiny steps into alignment to just pause Mm -hmm. let me say like the pause we're giving you the exact space to pause when this happens pause Mm
1: -hmm.
0: ask (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) observe yep Yep. um so i i love this and i I love the work that you do i love how because i'm i'm always interested in hearing how human design is being used in people's businesses and people's lives because there are endless applications for Mm -hmm. it it's really it's such a beautiful system and gives you this gorgeous map for life that just keeps unfolding and unfolding and unfolding in in the most magical ways. So yeah. I appreciate you being here to share um to share your perspective and and your wisdom on this. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for letting me share.
0: Please tell everybody where they can learn more about you follow you, hear more about what you do, where, where can they get, they get more of hope?
1: Yeah, I am probably most active on Instagram. I'm at the hope Petraza. Um, I have a free Facebook group. It's called live wholesome and healthy, and it's just all things, functional nutrition, functional wellness, and a little bit of human design sprinkled in. And then I have a podcast, uh, It's hopeful and wholesome. You can check me out there.
0: Beautiful. And we will link all that up in the show notes for you. So we've got you covered there. Um, Hope, thank you for being here with us. And thank you for being a part of this conversation, listener. We appreciate you. Um, We we literally wouldn't be here without you. So thank you. Um, Thank you for making it to the end of this conversation and being a part of it. And remember, you're only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. So go out there and be limitless, my people. I will see you next time. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to stay in touch with us, we would love to have you as a part of our Facebook community, Practical Manifestors. It's a community for process-driven women looking for clear and actionable steps to embodying a life of wealth and alignment. Join us at Practical Manifestors in Facebook or go to www.innerceogroup.com.